This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Are you interested in psychiatric nursing? There's a hospital right here in Utah Valley that specializes in psychiatric care. Stick around to learn about Utah State Hospital and find out if it's the place for you. Hey everyone, I'm Eliza Joy. And I'm Ryan Larson. Together we will explore nursing careers and professional insights. With exclusive interviews for nurses working in jobs that you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. This episode of the College Handoff will explore Utah State Hospital. Director of Nursing at the hospital, Jacqueline Valdez, discusses her role and why USH is a great institution. Also featured today is Derek Killian, the Assistant Director of Nursing at USH. He'll share how the hospital has changed over the years. Additionally, BYU nursing alumna Alicia Tanner offers insight into the hospital's work environment. Let's do it. All right, so next we're going to have a chat with Jackie Valdez, and she is the Director of Nursing at Utah State Hospital. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, So can you start with describing what your responsibilities are as a Director of Nursing? Yes, my responsibilities include overseeing um, the entire nursing department, which is huge here. Um, So we oversee the unit nursing directors who then directly oversee the unit RNs and the psych techs and the LPNs are in there as well. Um, Derek and I are also over managing like a clinic, um, medical equipment. We're part of environment of care meetings, education. We have a nursing education department up here. So that's all of our have to keep our nurses updated and their their tests we do we do yearly tests and such like that to keep everybody's up to par with nursing standards and so that's kind of overall what I do um just oversee nursing and make sure that we get people hired and that the units are covered and things like that um I want to ask real quick how did you get involved with working for Utah State Hospital? Um, I started a long time ago. Um, I've been at the State Hospital for 23 years. I came up here as a psych tech. My story is similar to Derek's. Um, I worked on the pediatrics unit um, at the time and I really loved it and so I went on. And then just through the years, I spent uh, maybe five or six years as an RN on the unit and then became the unit nursing director of the boys unit probably for 15 years and then I just recently moved up here into the director of nursing maybe a year and a half ago so I'm still pretty new at my job and but not new to the hospital and so um, we're just we're just trailing along trying to do the best we can huh Derek? (laughs) I want to touch on I mean there's a lot of stigma around mental health and mental health patients and um, or psychiatric patients. And I was wondering, how do you facilitate um, a place where your your employees feel feel safe, feel comfortable and um, 
feel excited to go into work every day? So we do get burnout here. Working here can be an emotional stress at times. Um, we have a lot of, so people will leave the hospital because they want to go do their nurse, more nursing type stuff. But we find that nurses that work in mental health have to be very emotionally stable and healthy. And we have to try to help facilitate that by making sure that we give people the time off that they need, um, trying to build strong teams um, within our units and, and further up, making sure that we're supportive of each other, that we know that not everything's going to be perfect. There's a lot of catch-22s in mental health nursing. And so you kind of have to be open to those and be able to work through those. And we try to keep our leadership strong to empower people and help people as much as we can. But the, the burnout is something that I don't think just the state hospital is experiencing. I think a lot of that comes with COVID. Um, but we're doing pretty good here at the state hospital. We've been staffed. I feel like we've kept our hospital staffed better than a lot of our community hospitals. Um, during the pandemic, we did a lot of, uh, we gave a lot of food out to people. We were giving pizzas out to our staff, um, coming in and meeting with staff and trying to work with them. Um, we do try to make sure that anybody that's injured on the job, that they, they get a call from myself or the superintendent to see how they're doing. We, we try to keep a really close knit, like, where everybody feels open to talk at any time or to bring concerns up. Um, we have a great employee council here that gets to talk directly to the superintendent and the administration every two weeks and bring concerns up. And those are taken very seriously and addressed. And so I think we do a pretty good job here. I think we have a pretty good morale here at the hospital. Um, and then as, as the director of nursing, and when you got that role, what was what were some of the challenges that you experienced that you that you weren't expecting that you've had to learn to navigate? Oh, COVID, um, community uh, health department been very demanding. That the Department of Health's been very demanding with the COVID stuff. Um, I had no idea just how much work went into tracking a pandemic and trying to keep everybody safe. When you've got this many people, uh, it was just very overwhelming. Some of the other things that were overwhelming in a hospital this big is just the amount of staff that we're overseeing. And every staff is an individual and everybody has got things going on and things in their life. And so uh, it can be a lot of, just a lot of um, concerns and issues, but we try to work through them and make sure that everybody gets addressed. Yeah, and then kind of the the flip side of that, what's been the most rewarding part of your job? The most rewarding part. There is a reward, and it is working with my team. I have a really great team up here. Um, a lot of really good people that help, you know, just being just being so tight-knit with, with a really strong team, nursing team up here. So I read something about a career ladder program. Can you explain a little bit about about what that is and what it looks like? So um, the state hospital offers a career ladder program, and what that means that is is that we 
we help pay for uh, some tuition. So if people come here, say you've got, I know your program, like if you have people that want to become an LPN, we can help pay their tuition. Um, is it after a year of, or how far is it, Derek? Help me with this. If they're a full-time psych tech, we can pay up to $5,000 towards an LPN program. Every calendar year. Yeah. And if they're enrolled in a full-time RN program, we'll pay $4,000 a calendar year towards that RN program. We'll also do it with our, if people come out on as a psych tech, the hospitals also talked about doing that with any kind of degree that's in, uh, so like a psycho psychology, um, occupational therapy, any kind of a health service, uh, degree the hospital is looking at that for right now it's we we do specifically have it for any kind of nursing pathway but we're also working for those other pathways as well so that's something that might entice people to want to work here they're going into psychology or occupational therapy or rec recreational therapy so something to keep in mind yeah um when you when you mentioned career ladder the first thing i thought of was um both you and Derek mentioned that you started in completely different positions and now you're in more leadership type positions. So is there a lot of hiring from within at Utah State Hospital? Yes, we try to we try to hire and promote uh, people that have been with us and that have stayed with us and worked with us. And so that's kind of the reward of sticking around is you kind of get to move up in positions and get a little bit better paying job. So the system kind of rewards you that way. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, so I just very recently learned that there is a museum on site that people can tour. Um, can you describe kind of what the museum is and, and kind of give the sales pitch for that, I guess? Sure. So we have a, a museum that's on campus, and ironically enough, it used to be the superintendent's house um, back in the day when the hospital opened, and they used to live on in this house, and it's kind of right when you drive onto campus. We used to be in the outskirts of Provo. We were apparently quite a ways from the city. I know the city has kind of moved toward us, but it was kind of a rural area. And they did run a lot of, like, you can see the old orchards that they used. They did a lot of gardening, the patients did. And so it was kind of a self-sustaining area. And uh, we have this museum, and inside this museum is kind of shows the history of the state hospital. And it also includes a lot of things from our past that maybe we're not so proud about with mental health, but it's it's nice to go in the museum and realize how far we've come um, when you go down and see some of the things that they used to use and some of the stuff that that happened. And so I like to go down there and be reminded of that we still have a lot further to go, but that to see that we are making progress in mental health. Uh, and anybody that would like to see our museum is welcome to talk to Janina Chilton. Um, and she she does scheduled tours through there, and she it is her passion to show this stuff. She's she's got so much stuff down there to show, and she she loves to do tours. So it's it's welcome to anybody that would like to understand or know 
more it even in general uh, if you want to know about the, uh, mental health and y- you want to see the progress that we've made it's 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 an interesting thing to go down in and see and um what's the best way for people to contact Janina to to set up those appointments so you can contact our switchboard um operator and she can get you to Janina Chilton uh, but this switchboard is 801-344-4400. All right. Awesome. That's a lot of fours in there. I know. It's a lot of fours to remember. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for, for chatting with us and sharing a little bit about what you do. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Today, we're blessed to have the opportunity to talk with Derek Killian, He is one of the representatives from Utah State Hospital, and he's going to give us a big overview. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, Derek, we're we're super grateful to have the opportunity to to talk with you and some other representatives from Utah State Hospital today. A lot of our nursing students end up actually over there at clinic, at clinicals, and so they're very familiar with what Utah State Hospital does, but about half of our students never get the opportunity or the chance to go over there. And so um, because you guys are a major employer of nurses in Utah County, we want to just get a, get an overview of what Utah State Hospital does, what types of things nurses that might potentially be employed with Utah State Hospital, what types of things would they be doing, and what types of uh, opportunities do you have for them? Yeah, so um, yeah, we love our partnership with BYU and the other universities throughout the state, and so um, and we, I think we have more volunteers here than almost any other hospital around. Wow. And so we have volunteer opportunities as well for anybody that's just looking to see what we're about and gives them volunteer hours. But, um, in general, if somebody's just looking to get their foot in the door at the state hospital, our entry level position is a psychiatric technician. And it's kind of the equivalent of a CNA in a way. And we have our own in-house training where they they do a two week training and then they start off working with our patients in that capacity. And they're working under the RN's uh, license and uh, being delegated tasks by the RN. And then just kind of their number one priority is maintaining safety on the units, watching to make sure our patients are, their needs are met and that it's a safe environment for our patients to get their treatment. So, um, and we, we do hire a lot of BYU um, students, um, BYU, UBU, a lot of different students that are Um, Not all of them are pursuing a nursing degree. We have a lot of psychology uh, students that just kind of want to come see um, what psych is about in a long-term care facility and also get paid, you know, part-time job in the meantime as well. So um, we do, we do offer full-time and part-time in the psych tech position. Let's talk about kind of what the hospital does more generally right now. You've mentioned um, that you have some psych units. Um, also on your website, it looks like you potentially, you know, you'll do things, uh, with pediatric type patients and even some forensic type, uh, some, some resources available. Would you speak to those a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So we have 13 total units here at the hospital. Uh, three of those are youth and pediatric. We have a six to 12 year old, uh, pediatric unit and that's a co-ed unit, boys and girls. And then we have two youth units, uh, boys, youth and girls, youth, we call them Cedar and Birch. Mm. And those are ages 12 to 18. So, um, we do have a lot of people that apply that kind of want to 
get more experience with uh, pediatric and youth, and that's the direction they want to go with their career. So they're looking for some experience in those areas. Um, we have five adult civil units, and those patients are court ordered uh, through civil commitment to be here to receive. Uh, it's usually a minimum of six months um, gotcha. is their commitment to the hospital, and it can be extended if it needs to be extended. But um, those are our adult units. One of those units, Alicia, that's on this podcast as well, she's the unit nursing director of our legacy unit. And that's kind of more geared towards our geriatric or uh, more medically compromised patients on that unit. Um, so a lot of nurses that maybe think psych's not for me, I want to do stuff more medical. Like there's a lot of medical treatments going on on legacy unit. It's almost a hybrid psych slash med surge type uh, environment mm -hmm. where they're doing a lot of medical treatments there. So, um, and then we have five adult um, forensics units. 18 and up and they are um they're here under court order from the jails or the prisons and they're here for competency restoration so um they are here no matter what charges they've um or whatever crimes they've committed they're deemed not competent so they're here to restore competency um or have a review and then they depending on the outcome of that either face their charges through the judicial system or uh, get more mental health treatment and most likely transition to our civil side if they need more mental health treatment. So. Wow. That's a great overview, Derek. Thanks for that. I, it's kind of, um, I mean, that's obviously very different than the typical patient that someone might expect when they think of a medical facility. Do you find that the patients that, cause you mentioned a lot of them are here on court, they go to you on court order. Do you find that a lot of them are really reluctant to be there? And does that make it harder to help them out and give them treatment or what types of, maybe I'm just being stereotypical, but I can't imagine them being very excited to be there. Is that accurate sometimes or not really? No, that that's accurate. Um, <laughs> most, most patients, you know, some people do see it as a safe haven. Once they're here, they actually feel safe, you know, um, uh -huh. depending on the situation they were coming from. Um, but yeah, in general, um, it's, they're deemed they need more intensive psychiatric treatment by a court or a judge. And so they're, you know, not voluntarily here and in general, they don't want to be here. So, but that typically changes, you know, depending on the, once they get here and realize we're here to help and, you know, the whole treatment team we have, every unit has a treatment team. So psychiatrist, psychologist, unit nursing director, and the whole nursing team, psych techs, LPNs, everybody on the units, like giving feedback um, and monitoring and documenting on this patient's behaviors to try to, you know, it's a team effort to get them rehabilitated. And so usually we build trust with the patients and by the time they're rehabilitated and ready to go, you know, they're sometimes sad that they're leaving because they've, you know, built, they've learned to trust everybody here and vice versa. We're sad to see them go, but we know that's what's best for them to get back out into the community. So. Yeah. Well, that's definitely a really holistic view to view that as kind of the end goal of getting them back out into the community. Um, I guess let's talk a little bit more about some of the opportunities that nurses might have. Um, maybe starting off with some of the student internships I know that Utah State Hospital has. It mentions on the website there's a couple different positions available for students to get involved as interns with the state hospital. Uh, could you talk about maybe some of the options that some of our current nursing students at BYU would be interested in? Yeah, so we, um, I actually am over the capstone rotation, so I work with your um, your nursing department and try to coordinate capstone opportunities. So any nurses that feel like they might have an inkling for psych and just want more experience in that, 
uh, definitely talk to your instructors and we can get you a capstone experience here in your final semester. Um, and then also we have clinical rotations. One of our other senior nurses coordinates that with the schools and we can try to emphasize, I know you have to have a certain amount of clinical rotations in the multiple areas, but if you have a passion or desire for a certain area, we can try to get you more clinical rotations in those specific areas. Um, and then, like I said, there's uh, volunteer opportunities. Cami Roundy is our volunteer specialist here at the hospital. And if you just need hours for school, you can work with them and they're coming on campus and they are, you know, spending time with the patients or working with our recreational therapy department to do activities or, you know, um, kind of whatever is, is needed to keep the patients occupied and busy and entertained and whatnot. And so, um, that, that go that looks well on a resume as well. When people are trying to build up a resume and you've, you've been exposed to this type of an environment. So, um, one additional thing I guess I'll add to that is an opportunity that we just got approved for. So the nursing license is, um, they approved that when a nurse is in their final semester of school, they can actually get paid to work at a hospital. It's a nurse apprentice license. Mm -hmm. And so we just got that approved through our director just within the last month that we can recognize that licensure. And so it's basically those nurses that are in their capstone last semester and they can uh, apply to work with us. We'll put them through a really quick training and they can get paid while they're doing the capstone and even before they graduate and take their NCLEX as an RN. That's an awesome opportunity for sure. I mean, the capstone is always kind of the highlight and um, the culmination of everything that nurse has been doing and to get paid for that, that's a, a really sweet deal for sure. Our nursing students that are interested in that, they just know they need to start talking to their clinical rotation advisors and they can get that set up. That's, that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure you'll be getting lots of uh, excited students coming your way. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the qualifications for these volunteer these um, uh, volunteer type positions. I know a lot of our nursing students they end up interacting with you through capstone and clinical rotations. But for students that are maybe trying to apply to the program or they're not quite on clinical rotations yet, or they just love psych so much that they want to volunteer in addition to everything else that they're doing, um, do they have to have a certain type of certificate to help as a volun as as a volunteer, or what types of volunteers are you looking for? No, um, like I said, Cami Roundy's our volunteer coordinator, and she does a training, a really quick training, and I think they go over like HIPAA laws and different things like that, and then kind of what to expect when you're volunteering with our patients. But I, I believe she does it once a month, and it's about a two to four hour training. I'm, I can't exactly remember. But once they complete that, then they can just coordinate with her and come on campus to do volunteer activities. Perfect. Well, Derek, if there are any of our nursing students, alumni, or just anyone that's looking to get more involved with the community who would like to know more about these volunteer opportunities at the Utah State Hospital, uh, who do they need to contact and how they get hold of them? Yeah, so her name is Cammie Roundy, and her number is 801-344-4254. And she's kind of business hours Monday through Friday, and then obviously just leave her a message. And it works best if you're coming in big, uh, large groups. So if you have a whole class that's interested, because she does do trainings monthly to get everyone certified and ready to come hang out with our patients, um, mm -hmm. make sure you've signed the HIPAA forms and whatnot. And if she could get large classes together to get you trained, then you can kind of sign up with your friends to come do those volunteer activities. Well, that sounds fun. 
One of the other uh, volunteer positions that you mentioned that kind of caught my eye was the recreational therapy. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, we think of nursing and we think of, you know, bedside, you know, inpatient hospital type settings. Um, Recreation therapy, that's very abnormal, but I can definitely imagine there's some benefits to that. Could you speak to that just for a little bit? Yeah, and that's another department that has, we have a lot of needs in rec therapy, especially at the state hospital. It it really makes or breaks um, whether or not we can keep our patients occupied and busy and, uh, you know, applied and whatnot. So RTs, um, they come out on the units and they run groups, um, whether that's educational or just an activity for fun. Um, and they do have, what's it called, a TRT that works with them. And so it's kind of a certificate that you can get as a TRT. A lot of our psych techs, they go get their cert, uh, certification to be a TRT. And they work with that department um, to provide um, education and uh, entertainment for our patients. So um, I don't know that they do. I know that the volunteer services, they work with the RTs a lot just to, you know, bring volunteers in. So they have more bodies to participate in. They like do a lot of uh, fun things in the youth building where they do like dances and stuff. Cause mm. there's an official school down there in the youth building where they go to school on a regular basis. And we want them to have a, somewhat normal childhood so like the uh junior high high school age kids they have dances and we have a lot of volunteers come in and help with those activities and there's a lot of um fun things for them to help out with that is fun for sure well derek thank you so much derek is there anything at least again we're going to talk more about some of the nursing and stuff here but there's anything that you want to add as far as just giving an overview of utah state hospital no, I guess just my experience here. I started when I was 18 as a psych tech, and then that's when I decided that I wanted to pursue a nursing degree because I really enjoyed working here. And so I've been here 16 years now, and it is, it's a wonderful place to work. Um, the patients, you really don't realize how much you enjoy it until, you know, it's a long-term view on uh, patient care. Because like I said, they're here for six months, sometimes longer. But then once you see them get better, you realize, you know, you're you're doing some good. So it's um, it's really worthwhile and it's um, rewarding work. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're it's kind of a unique position because it's not really inpatient. It's not really outpatient. It's definitely both. And you get to see them for a very long amount of time. So um, I'm sure, like you mentioned, you definitely build a close bond with those patients. That's that's fantastic. How might either a nursing student or. Um, someone who's recently graduated who has their RN might go about applying for any of the positions available um, at the Utah State Hospital. Yeah, you can, I'll give you several ways. We work with the universities. I think most students are familiar with Handshake. They go on there looking for jobs. So we post our jobs on Handshake. um, And then we're also on Indeed. If you just do a general Google search for Utah State Hospital nursing jobs, it should pop up. Um, And then the state website, the statejobs.utah.gov. So if you go to any one of those, just look up um, registered nurse, um, Provo, Utah. Our job description looks very similar to the developmental center up in AF. So just make sure you're searching the location of Provo, Utah. Um, And then that's for the RN, LPN, and psych tech position. Um, Or you can just call us. Um, We'll leave uh, my number, Jackie's number, as numbers that you can call, and we'll be happy to walk you through the process. A number you feel comfortable with giving over the air right now or? Yeah, for sure. So my number is 801-344-4220. And Jackie's number is 
1-800-273-4258. Wonderful. Great. Well, Derek, thank you so much. Really appreciate taking the time to come talk to us. Yeah, thank you guys. BYU nursing students, don't forget that you have free access to Lippincott Procedures, a compilation of evidence-based nursing and healthcare methods with step-by-step guides for use in clinicals and classroom scenarios. We're also blessed to have Alicia Tanner with us. She is a BYU nursing alumna who actually is currently working for the Utah State Hospital. Alicia, welcome to the show and thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'm excited to be able to talk to you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Alicia, it takes a special type of person to work at a, uh, a nursing facility like the one that you're at. Can you talk a little bit about how you got involved uh, with Utah State Hospital and what makes you stick around? Yes, most definitely. So I uh, dreamed of being a psychologist or a psychiatrist uh, when I was in high school. And then I realized that I would have to keep doing school for decades <laughs> and school is just not my jam. Um, so after some thought and exploration, I went into nursing. It was like, okay, can't do mental health. Well, I like blood. So let's do nursing. <laughs> and then I found out about psych nursing and it has been the most beautiful combination of worlds. Um, Honestly, kind of a miracle in my life, psych nursing. I think it is so important and so beautiful. So I um, actually did my capstone up at the University of Utah, uh, where I worked in their psych hospital. But we had a luncheon um, in my last semester of nursing school, and I met uh, actually Derek there at that lunch. Uh, He and the uh, nursing director at the time were there giving their spiel on the state hospital. And I was like, this is close. This is more long-term care. Um, And so when I graduated, I applied and I got the job. Um, They were also offering sign-on bonuses, which did not hurt. That helped pay for my wedding. (laughs) Classic BYU graduate, am I right? Love it. (laughs) But um, honestly, it's been something that I've kind of, uh, jumped into hoping it would be good. And it's turned out better than I imagined this, this combination of caring for people's physical health and caring for their minds. I think it's, it's really beautiful. And I know we've kind of talked about it it can be difficult and draining too, but overall it's, it's very fulfilling. And I think that's one of the reasons I love working here is I feel like I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah. Well, you absolutely are for sure. And I think that's, um, I think they're lucky to have you as well. Alicia, could you talk a little bit more about um, what what you do to, you know, as you even mentioned, like it is hard. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, when you're working with patients, as, as Derek was mentioning earlier in the podcast, uh, that don't necessarily want to be there, but you know that they need help. How do you go about helping them out? What resources have you found at the Utah State Hospital to um, to help you do your job? To, even for people who don't necessarily want you to do it? Yeah, that is a great question. Honestly, um, one of the biggest supports is coworkers. It's um, the supervisors. It's the people you're in the trenches with that are helping you change briefs right next to you. It's uh, really depending on each other, your team, where it's like, okay, that person just 
screamed and swore at me because they didn't want to take their meds. But like, I'm frustrated, but other people are in this with me and we know why we're doing it. So like in the moment, that is really, um, I think the most helpful is the support from coworkers. But there's been a lot of other things I've had to do personally. Um, there's lots of resources I use. I have a meditation app that sometimes when things get too uh, intense <laughs> on the unit, I'll take a five minute break and, and do like a guided meditation on this app. Um, I have had to figure out like how to decompress on my way home so that I'm not carrying uh, the weight of these people who are angry or upset or the ones who just aren't quite getting better, which I have a handful of on my geriatric unit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot of coping skills that I've had to develop um, going to therapy myself. Uh, but there's also resources the hospital gives. They have uh, free therapy that they offer, uh, which is super nice. We get paid time off. You accrue time every pay period. So I have sick leave and annual leave where if it's like I have been going nonstop for a month and I need a break, I'll I'll get paid to have the day off because I have my, my sick and annual. Mm. So that's that's one thing I think the hospital is very good at uh, yeah. is providing resources and supporting people and and caring for themselves. That's amazing. I think that's a a little bit of an innovation that we see uh, across the workplace in general. But I feel like nurses are at least institutions that employ nurses are a little bit slower to the table to start those types of benefits um especially in the public sector so i think that's a very unique opportunity that you have which is really exciting so alicia what if you were a nursing student right now what type of advice would you give to yourself now knowing what you do oh my gosh i would tell myself to not worry about getting a's <laughs> <laughs> one more time i <laughs> I look, I look back and I'm grateful for the work I put in, but I just wish I had had a bigger picture of how the grades don't necessarily matter. The information is important, but the ability to use nursing assessment skills and the ability to learn and take feedback has been far more important than the actual medical information I learned in nursing school. And I was so focused on the information and doing a good job that I look back and I'm like, nursing school did not have to be as hard as I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great advice. I know that is pretty, probably consistent with most nurses uh, right now at BYU. They are definitely the type that are just striving for A's and all else. So that's really good yeah. advice. Well, Alicia, thank you so much. It sounds like you have a great position over there at the Utah State Hospital, and it sounds like you're doing some good things for them. So we're glad that you're, al you're our, our alumni and uh, you're doing a good thing for, for the community as well. Yeah, thank you so much. I really love the conversation that we were able to have with Jacqueline and Derek and Alicia. I feel like I learned a lot about um, Utah State Hospital, and I liked our little insights that we had into um, the importance of, you know, destigmatizing mental health concerns. Absolutely. And I really appreciate how transparent they were about the history, both good and bad. Um, the, gosh, you just say help us. Absolutely. And I really appreciated just how transparent they were about the history that Utah State Hospital has on the subject of mental health. And I was really impressed with how the hospital now has a museum that highlights some of the 
good practices we've learned from history and the not so good parts of history when trying to deal with these patients. And um, it's just been it's 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 refreshing to hear that we're having conversations that are much more open about the history of psychiatric care, both the positive and the negative. Yeah, it's definitely changed and evolved a lot. Um, and I I really appreciate that they have a lot of opportunities for for nurses to volunteer or work and um, gain experience in psychiatric nursing. And I think that that's a resource that um, our nursing students should really take advantage of. Absolutely. They have lots of opportunities and it's exciting to see that they're getting the community involved and trying to make the world a better place, even within the psych world. So that's all we have for you guys this week on the College Handoff. Don't forget to tune in next week for another awesome episode. We'll see you then. 